0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me Callum and me Alex. How's it going guys? The podcasting equivalent of a homeless gnome. A homeless gnome? Mm. That's the name of Gnomeless. it. A homeless gnome? Isn't that the name of a musical? Is it? Yeah. Do you remember the gnome movies? or like the Sherlock gnomes and all this sort of stuff and it was basically the movies were riding on any gnome puns? Do we have any more gnome puns? Yeah, I know. It, 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 I think I think it, gnome alone. Well,
1: yeah, it, alone. It, it rhymes with a lot. But no, seriously, the homeless gnome was a musical. In fact, it was a musical. It was my first high school musical uh, back home. Yeah. Homeless gnome. Hang
0: yeah, on. Yeah, the homeless the gnome. Go. Nah mate, it's nothing. Yeah, it is. It's nothing. It's nothing. The homeless gnome. I've literally just Googled homeless gnome. You know, yeah, you know the the year before we did Lay Miz in school? It was the homeless gnome. Honestly. No. It ask wasn't. anyone. You've hit your head, mate. Uh-huh. There is no such musical as a homeless gnome. I've just Googled yeah, there it. Is.
1: Well, it's not that Isn't mainstream. It, wasn't it back to the 80s or something like that? No, this. back to the 80s was much later. No, this oh, was when this was when we were Jesus. still in primary school because I was well chuffed with myself. This because is great. Was... Are you,
0: you enjoying this podcasting, everyone? This is really quality content. No,
1: yeah. I was in first year. I was in <laughs> oh, first year. You were still in primary school, so this is why you haven't got a clue. Yeah,
0: are we are we going down this route? Because we've already, we're already correcting each other on our predictions for Wandavision off air. Oh yeah, we, we weren't. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good. Uh, well, covering. We're going to do a full cover of Wandavision uh, spoilers, obviously, and moving forward. Yeah, I think a people bit later. care more about that than they do about the homeless gnome. Yeah, they think they do exactly, and and also I'm sorry, we're we're running a little bit late as well today because there's been, there's been quite a lot of noise in my street today. I phoned I phoned Alex about five minutes before recording, kind of a bit a little bit nervous, gonna sing. There's people on my street. There's something happening. I don't know where they are. And you, it was like, do you know what it was like? It was like when a five-year-old or a six-year-old boy sees something that they don't understand and they don't like or don't know and they run inside to try and tell their mum but they're out of breath and they're just they're trying to get all the words out (laughs) there it was like it was like that and i'm just going men men in the street men in the street and you're like calm down what did you see where where did it happen (laughs) And I'm, I'm just, I'm just lamenting. Anyway, it culminates in me going, I don't actually know where the noise is coming from. So I'm flinging my window open. And of course, down the street, there's a group of lads. They've got a van and they've got some sort of rope in their hand and a pulley. And I don't know what's happening. I can just hear this squeaking pulley. And they're all just shouting but it's like they cl- it's just incoherent yelling at each other is there are a it's lot like, of like
1: hands on hips and like yeah, noddings and looking a couple of supervisors and, and
0: uh <laughs> kickings of tires Kickings of tires. i'm like what <laughs> the f- what is going on it's like did you ever frankie boyle did a really funny joke in the same same vein of bin like not a rude joke actually it's one of his cleaner ones about bin men oh, that's, it's a rare <laughs> entity that one it's a rare but it's so good he goes isn't it just weird bin men how every morning they just shout and they're banging and it's every morning is that a bin you go and get that bin i'll get this (laughs) (laughs) and it's like could we not have all agreed that when we start the shift today we all just go today when we're working we collect all the bins and we put them in the (laughs) truck (laughs) I don't know. I think, look, I, I, just, I, think, I, it, I just think well, down the road, right? Basically, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at three men pulling a bit of rope and a pulley. I don't even know what they're doing. For all I know, they're breaking into the, for all I know, it's a home alone situation, two doors down. Right. And I'm like, could they not have all just agreed that when we get there, we're going to put a pulley up on the roof. We're going to pull the rope a little bit and then we're going to leave.
1: Yeah and we're going to leave so and, can we're, you hear and, it? Can and we're can we hear it and the one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to annoy Callum while he's trying to record his podcast on a Saturday I morning
0: actually, I actually can't believe it I'm fizzing can you hear that I they're can't actually they're pulling a I think it's alright they're just pulling I genuinely might just go out the window and be like what is going on nah I
1: wouldn't <laughs> not worth it uh,
0: I demand, can't hear anything. D- demand demand a review what is happening I, I demand that I need to do. <laughs> could you imagine call the that?
1: ombudsman yeah. the ombudsman the ombudsman what is the ombudsman nobody I heard knows. the ombudsman nobody knows he, who the like, ombudsman
0: is is it like the Babadook for social justice <laughs> absolutely I think that's exactly who it is <laughs> that's why I picture him like with a <laughs> don't, dull hat don't, don't, bl- <laughs> don't say his name three times <laughs> <laughs> the, don't I think Peep should do that joke I'll call the ombudsman <laughs> the ombudsman he's not some sort of mystical entity. <laughs> <laughs> good, are we off
1: the rails? What are we? Mate, what, we are. What off the are rails. we?
0: Well, well. I tell you what. We are on mystical entities this week because oh, yeah. we are a music and movies podcast, and each week we like to talk to you about some of the scariest Ooh. new movies and releases that have Ooh. been released. And by new,
1: and we mean a year ago.
0: A year <laughs> ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so- Exactly, yeah, we, and we also thought we in moving forward we're going to do a bit on Ray and the Last Dragon because obviously that's that's just dropped. But but we went we went should we do it next week or do we wait till we don't have to pay? And I'm like, do we need to answer this question? Yeah. We are the minimal effort possible is what this podcast. That's what you deserve as listeners. <laughs> Absolutely, we're that's how much we care. To, we, we, that's how much we care. So yeah, you're right. This is as far as we're concerned a new movie. But Alex. It's a goodin. It is a goodin. It's a goodin. It's a bloomin' goodin, and it's a it's a creepy goodin. Yeah. And I want to I want to talk to you a it little is a bit. It's a bloomin' goodin. Oh, very good. A bloomin' goodin. Oh. I love a blumhouse. Yeah. I do love a blumhouse. They. they I want to. I guess I kind of just want to talk to you about two things that, that very Man. much. Frame. it's the invisible man <laughs> two things that two things that frame this movie from the outset which is the director and the i get i guess the budget and the scale of the movie and i'll start with that because okay. this is this is a, a low budget style of movie it totally is and uh i
1: think it's all, all the better for it. Do you not, Mate, do you, do you it's, not always feel like, uh, feel
0: like such personality? I feel like
1: the best horror movies are always the ones without the
0: massively inflated budgets. Yeah. Now I'm going to say a couple of films that this film that it, it it touches and rubs up against, and that kind of is down uh, down to the the director Le, Le Huanel. I can't actually always pronounce it. Now Lei Huanel, for those of you who are not familiar, um, might have ha, might recognise his face, for he plays david in the original saw movie he is one of the original guys chained up in the basement oh. now there is a reason why is because Leigh juanel was one of the original writers of saw the original uh short movie the nine minute movie oh. so there was a have nine minute 2003 i did i watched it this morning really because you know, i wanted to watch it again and it's very interesting so lee juanel was attached to writing the song movies and directing, uh, sorry, producing with James uh, James Wan. He was also attached to a lot of the other movies that James Wan has directed, such as the the Is uh, it Contagion? And, no, not Contagion. Um, oh, uh, what the Insidious, Insidious, and uh, Conjuring. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious contagious. is uh, 10, no, 11 and twelve. He's not attached to any of those, no, because because <laughs> Le Juanel is a huge fan of horror movies, and he's a really, really into horror movies. Now, I've got a couple of things that he's also done, which really just bolsters his uh, credibility in this space. So we obviously talked about Saw, um, and we said Insidious, so he's attached. He's attached to those those movies, but there's some other interesting movies that he very much has had a hand in. Now, one that I want to talk about, uh, so we have sort of dead silence and, and, and sort of movies of, movies of that old. but one I want to talk about is a movie that kind of, I guess if you were to release as a box set, The Invisible Man would be the second of a two-parter box set, because the first one would be a film called Upgrade. Have you seen Upgrade? I have not. Upgrade is without doubt one of the best sci-fi thrillers, again, low budget completely, starring Logan Marshall Green directed and written by Lei Juanel, and it was basically it was released in 2018 and it's amazing. And when you watch Upgrade, uh, you'll go and then you watch the Invisible Man, you go, they were clearly set in the same part of the world. So they're both filmed in Australia. It looks like the same production team. You can see that it's got the same stylistic views. So some of the the camera work, the cinematography, it's all kind of like dark and, and black and quite mysterious. Low, low budget, low cast. Just a classic example, mate, of when a director and a writer just get get given the keys to the kingdom and go make your art. Yeah, absolutely and they make they make their art. And it's always it's always interesting it's what has to happen
1: before a goose low-budget art movie gets made
0: mm. in a shared cinematic universe well we, we, I, I knew you were going to talk about that so let me try and let me try and pull those two points together so there's conflicting views on this mate right now i guess let's let's talk about the elephant in the room which is the dark universe oh yes now, the ill-fated the filth, well the ill-fated so i i've, I've read a couple of Conflicting facts. So I'm going to tell you them both, and I'm going to ask you which one you think is most likely. Okay. So the film was originally going to be part of the Dark Universe with Johnny Depp starring as the titular character, and Ed Solomon writing the screenplay. But changes were made to the Dark Universe to focus on individual storytelling mm-hmm. and moving on from shared universe concept after the box office disaster of the money uh, the Mummy 2017. Yeah. Ironically, that was didn't an interesting one. Money. That was an that was that was an interesting one, the Mummy, because I did. Watch it,
1: like about again, like this movie, about a year after the fact, mm. and I knew that it was a it was a financial and critical disaster,
0: and I kind of mm. watched it and I went, I don't know, that's kind of what I was expecting. It is what you saying but the pro- <laughs> like, but the problem um... is, mate, the problem is with it. It was which itself attempted to reboot the dark universe after the box office disappointment of Dracula Untold. See, I quite like that was... one as
1: well?
0: What's wrong it with was me? Just, I don't know. I mean, like I think it was. I don't think the movies themselves were particularly bad I just think that you you're going to lose it's it's almost like it's almost I think it's almost tribal these things, and I've tried to really think about it. I think it's I think it's tribal, where people just feel when you put Dark Universe as the logo at the start of it, and they release the press footage of you know uh, Javier Bardem. Oh and, God, that um, the, the, and,
1: and the cast photo of them, the cast all photo in their, of them all, their, their their dark, suits. very sharp suits,
0: so looking uh-huh. very brooding. G- and exactly. You, and they go, oh, here we go, boys, and then but it's nothing like, happens. Do you, it, well, no, but it, it was it was it was it's almost tribal in my sense because it's like we're going to give you a, a cinematic universe because that's what you love and we're just going to cramp your you know cram all these movies in here yeah, and demand all your money at least one a year is what we uh-huh. said and and it was and it was just like and the fans hate that i mean as a fan i hate that i hate that because that is that is that is the movie producer going we know what you want and we're just going to give it that
1: fuck off well i
0: wouldn't, like, I, wouldn't genuinely. Look, I wouldn't i wouldn't say no to a shared universe of monster movies no no no, why not? no that there's a very big difference to what i'm saying right there's the assumption that they they know that we're gonna lap up, we're gonna demand it, and this is it. And we you want this? You don't know how you like. That's how it came across very much with the dark. Like that's what the news is. That the news was kind of very much angling around when the first uh, the Mummy twenty seventeen came out. Yeah, it was the the dark universe logo, and it was all these things. And people people quite rightly knee jerked. People quite they went sorry. You know the the most successful cinematic universe right now is the MCU. Yeah, and that didn't establish itself as a cinematic universe until maybe like six or so films in yeah because it just went make good movies and the fans will decide Yeah, they gave don't themselves deci- options
1: they only exactly. can, they connected it with post-credit sequences exactly and things like that like don't for decide whole, for us phase.
0: and and by by deciding for us that was one of the many things that was like a tribal instant knee-jerk reaction from the fans yeah. so it was almost like even if the film was amazing i don't know where we would go with that yeah we, and we've what kind did of we get seen the visi- same with dc as well of course, that's what I'm saying. DC, you're, you're buying on me. There's another classic example. Trying to to, to create the cinematic universe, and you're going to love it. But actually, what DC, and it, it seems like the dark universe have found, is just make good movies. Yeah. Just make good standalone Joker. Just make good standalone movies. The Invisible Man. They don't necessarily have to be connected. No. But it's fine. Just make good fucking movies. I'm I
1: really frustrated. Sure tell them. <laughs> just, just tell them
0: okay do you the know other, what those the,
1: guys outside your window they're they're actually <laughs> universal producers not making the they're, they're universal producers go get them tell
0: they're right <laughs> well, there this well, is your opportunity of, well here's some interesting about the universal producers so this is the conflicting fact of that previous one i have, which is in february 22nd in 2020 during an interview with cinema blends real blend podcast oh. juanel stated that the film was never actually planned to be part of any cinematic universe including the dark universe and he stated it was weird this film came about in a really random way it was like I was plugged into some kind of world building I had just finished Upgrade they called me in for a meeting with some of these Universal and Blumhouse execs and I go into this meeting and they don't really talk about Upgrade I mean they say they liked it and then they moved on so I'm sitting on this couch thinking what am I here for what is this meeting about and then they started talking about the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. So I I, I wanted to believe that this was com- com- completely, uh, 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 I guess, a kind of standalone project that Leigh Juanel was trying to create himself. But it's quite clear that people at Universal have already kind of gone down this route. They've gone down this route of going... We need yeah, to make standalone good. Exactly, we need to make standalone good movies. They 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 recognize that knee jerk from the fans of we can't just shove this down people's face. And and then we get the Invisible Man twenty twenty. Yeah. What did you What did you think of this film? Um, I guess as a as a pacing of the movie, and what did you think of it as a kind of a stylized film? Because I I remember watching it again for This episode, and I forgot how long it was because when I first watched it, I was it's like, Oh, fair, it was a it's really short,
1: it's fairly long for a low budget horror mm. flick. Because those are the kind of movies that you would expect to be, I don't know, like 140, something like that mm,
0: mm. 140,
1: 140 yeah. 145. Kind yeah, of time yeah, yeah, this is definitely on the two hour mark. Yeah, this is. one, and I think. I mean, I liked it, first of all. I'm Mm. not the biggest horror fan, as you know. Mm. I've always Mm. kind of been one to say when it comes to the horror genre that I'm not a fan of the genre as a whole, but I am a fan of good movies. You're a big scaredy, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Spent the whole time... No, 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 I don't mind admitting to you. I started this movie with the lights off and I finished it with the lights on.
0: (laughs) And what were you doing to yourself when the lights came on? I can't (laughs) walk.
1: Oh, that's very funny. That very funny. Very funny. Very funny. Very good. Very good. No. Face. No, uh I did I did like it a lot though. It was refreshing for me because I don't watch horror movies very mm. often and I mm. did kind of like the fact that I think this is probably a very very good horror movie and this is me as a layman saying that. But I did appreciate kind of having my hand held through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is the fact that it's the Invisible Man, which is kind of a romantic horror character, you kind of get this kind of safety net over that, where you Mm. go, well, nothing truly horrific is going to happen here, Mm. and it, it still feels
0: relatively safe even though it's not. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think some of the twists and turns... So I think when the movie, the trailer came out, fans were kind of like, stop spoiling all the movie, stop spoiling the movie. Apparently the, the execs at Blumhouse were like, um, they knew what was going to be in the movie and they were saying to one out you know, you can put more stuff that's actually going to feature in the movie in the trailer. Yeah. But he... Oh, yeah, but the, the fans, The, thought, paint, but
1: the, the f- paint can thing... Uh, I really
0: wish I didn't know about. Yeah, it was good, but, but but apart from that pain can thing. Apparently, well, I mean, you'll know this if you see the trailer. A lot of the stuff that was in the trailer was fake outs for what was actually in the movie. Very little actual parts of the movie were put in the the trailer. Like, I guess the the, the second half of the movie, the whole mental breakdown and stuff, none yeah. of that was for like was pushed into the trailer. So, I, I I guess like. Even the marketing, the marketing for this was amazing as well. Do you remember? I mean, it was just yeah, before I mean, I, I, COVID. I
1: remember, I remember seeing trailers for it. Mm. And I remember it very much looked like a house stocky creeper thing. Mm. Mm. And that kind of portion of the movie was done by the halfway mark.
0: Yeah, you're right. Do we want to talk a little bit about the composer as well before we get really into the kind of two parts of this movie? So do you know who it was that composed it? Because we've talked about him yes. before.
1: Yes, I did my due diligence. <laughs> do I, <laughs> I know who actually... wrote? It's like it's like point one on coming on to do a, po- <laughs> a podcast about about movie music. Do you know who wrote the music? Do you know? Do I because know often, who wrote the music? Because
0: oh, often we don't. But the reason that I'm quite keen to talk about because Ben Walfish, who did who did it. So Benjamin Wolfish, he is. A bit of a—he's—he's a bit of a, he, he's a, he's a, bit of a um, an alumni when it comes to scoring horror movies. In fact, some of the best horror movies that I've seen in the past year, he's been able to in some way, some way score. So we have Lights Out. Have you seen that one? I have. It was a kind of it was, it was a great one. Uh, Annabelle, It. So he's he's been he's been uh, putting the, the composing piece on f- for a lot of these movies, and most recently, Shazam. So yeah. he was attached to Shazam. We did that, obviously, and. This is just an absolute... Fid- he was all, Believe it or not, if you look on his IMDb, he was even part of the orchestra for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, was he? Was he a performer, mm, was he? He was a performer. Or no, he was in the musical department for that one. Oh, I see. My mm-hmm. One of my
1: biggest like credits for him that I'm very much aware of is his partnership with Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk. Dunkirk, as yes. Well, it because is, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like he had a lot more to do with Dunkirk than maybe he's credited for
0: oh okay. i think Fair enough,
1: sometimes yeah. as as much as i'm coming around to hans zimmer the whole kind of if you look at the number of movies hans skimmer hans skimmer hans, hans zimmer if you look at the number of movies hans zimmer scores in a year or has his name attached to it you're like you nobody has that. that much time yeah, Nobody has that, that much time. He has a cabal of composers, like he just, yeah. he just, he just does. Uh, and yeah, he, yeah. He's like the face of this production company, and like I do
0: like his own composing and the things. Is that, Hans that he Zimmer does. just a name? Is is, is, is he, he a real person? Hans is he a real person? Like, is Hans Zimmer a musical production? What if that was the case? What if it was like scored by Hans Zimmer and Hans Zimmer was the production company of the, this cabal of composers? Do you know people have that theory about Mozart? Do they really Yeah, people have Oh a, yeah, I have yeah, heard about people this. People have yeah. a
1: theory about Mozart that he's not actually one man, but uh sort of like a coven of uh cultist composers mm. uh, because he 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 very factually was a freemason.
0: Oh. And
1: ver- and a lot of that and a lot of the kind of cultist stuff of the freemasons sort of enter into particularly his operas. And Mm. and things like that, specifically his last opera, The Magic Flute. And a lot Mm. of people thought that actually the man, Mozart, didn't actually exist. And it was just a bunch of Masonic composers. Oh,
0: how interesting! But I don't think I don't think that's true now. But it very much was Ben Wolfish. He very much does exist. He does. And, and I, what I really like about the Invisible Man is it's very clear that uh, Leigh Juanel and Ben Wolfish actually have collaborated quite a lot on a lot of sequences. And I can give you some facts on this. So the opening sequence where we have the tide and the and the the, the opening credits. Yeah. By the way, what's really funny was Leigh Whannell also says that he goes. It was only when I realised that I just wanted to use a simple effect just to show the opening credits, which is water against invisible title cards and it was only then when i realized how difficult doing water in cgi actually was like right. it's the most difficult concept yeah i was like right okay <laughs> but he All says I the opening I was s- the most difficult thing i could <laughs> yeah the opening sequence originally had music written for it but lay l uh, and the sound design team felt it worked better with silence and the sound of crashing waves oh uh, there's there is there is something about silence at night
1: starting uh any movie that way but particularly a horror movie that just fills you with dread because honestly mm. i was in full i am watching a horror movie mode mm. right at the beginning
0: yeah, the, yeah from yeah. the
1: first scene and there was like no music you know when yeah. she was like getting out of bed and she was i mean uh it's elizabeth moss isn't it it is elizabeth yeah. moss yeah she, was fantastic in this movie. Yeah, she, she is she so good.
0: act. She was Oh, Do you know she's it's so really good. it's really on that fact. So I do have a fact about that, which was they were they were kind of they were humming and hawing about potentially putting in a little bit of precursor just to kind of set the scene. But actually again, Leigh Wynnell, being the director that he is and the visionary that he is, he went, no, no, no. We've got Elizabeth Moss for this. We can we're in a situation where we can just start the film. Just start the film of what you're seeing. And through her acting, because she is so great at it, you will know what is happening. And you do. You do. Like that whole sequence. For some, some reason, the audience just know. She's escaping from physical and mental abuse. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's it's so weird yeah, how you yeah. just know. I mean, obviously, and then you get to the the sequence where we get to the pine trees, where her sister comes to collect her, and then you see him running at the car, which was a really great effect. You know that that just loud him running at the car and just smashing his his, his fist through the window. Yeah, of the Yeah, absolutely. Car and, and
1: you don't ever see his face either.
0: No, no. Well, yeah, a little bit at the end. So, so what what's really interesting is and, and points that I made as well, because there was a there was a bit of there's there's sound design and there's a sound world this film has yeah. because the music is almost defined in my in, this is my sort of points that i was making it's almost to be black and white or it's either on or the music is on or music is off in the same way that either there is music um or there's not and it's kind of like the, the invisible man he's either there or he's not there yeah and it's kind of like that finality of it like the editing sequences how the music kind of builds and the noise and the fuzz builds and then it just edit's cut to black of her just sleeping in bed looking at the alarm clock yeah and i th- and i'm like that's a really recurring theme and that's a sequence you know that kind of it's there, or is it not there? It, yeah. There's, there's no in between. Yeah. Um. And I, I thought that, I thought that was really, really great. I also quite found it quite funny how when, when we see her bag that she packed, there was a map clearly in the, in the bag. Right. Just, just, just letting the audiences know she's, she's going away. I know. She's going on a trip. It's like this. This is the
1: things <laughs> that. This is a fucking map. This is. These are the list of things you, you have to show and not tell when somebody <laughs> is escaping from somewhere.
0: Exactly. exactly. I thought, I thought it was quite good. Um. And again we, we, we could talk about the track itself that's played as she's running you know she's she's jumped over the wall and the, the track that's being played is called escape yeah. which is such a wonderfully it's such a mature like a mature track that it's basically ide- it's, it's, it's an ideal tone and it sets the mood of what we're watching um it's just tension it's just tension because the strings are so high and the tension of what you're watching is so high I mean you don't know Adrian is a character, but you can see in her, in the way Elizabeth Moss is acting, she's terrified. Oh yeah, she's, absolutely, she's and the scoring so terrified. And, and
1: the scoring isn't like a dramatization of the facts that are happening; it's more of a a, a commentary of her emotions in mm. in that scene. And I think that goes throughout the whole movie as well. Yeah, you're bang on because it, another track that has the same sort of feel is what you're talking about is attack
0: yes uh, i've got i've got some notes on attack attack, attack was a great one and house ag- fight as well and again because you've
1: got you've got the really really high-pitched strings and high-pitched strings are very much a, a horror that's like hitchcock isn't yeah, it it's More a than very much it's very much a horror kind of staple it's it's been around forever and there's a reason for it because it, it because you you get that sort of there's overtones of like you know chalk on a mm, like you mm-hmm. get that kind of <sighs> static yeah, yeah, that yeah, go yeah, along yeah. with those super super high pitches yeah because yeah. just the string is sh- so short and you need yeah. just like a load of uh rhythm and percussion to actually sure. get and get a note out of the instrument it's really interesting how you can just get that effect and then put it into the mix because at the same time as all those really screaming high violins you've got
0: ultra ultra distorted electronic the electronic stuff yeah like, and i thought the electronic stuff was yeah exactly that's that that was alex making the noise of the electronics with his mouth everyone absolutely. You, everything's fine with your podcast don't absolutely. worry Absolutely. i'm just gonna just gonna wipe <laughs> that was quite good i think if you were to listen to that bat, you'd be like oh something wrong with the audio no no it was quite good i'm,
1: I'm, 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 I'm in an unrelated note i'm just I've gonna i'm just gonna that. wipe off my uh microphone
0: oh god that's disgusting it's dripping i can see it that's disgusting oh was that necessary? Yes, the scraping sound. Was. Stop licking it. Stop licking it. It's clean. It's clean. No, don't lick. This is disgusting. I, I do, I do think you're right. I mean, even in the strings, there is a couple. There's a track that I will get to a little bit later, which does, I think, the opposite of the high strings for a different reason. Okay. Um, and I, I thought it was really great. Just just on that on that sequence where she escapes the pine trees um, that you can see, they aren't actually native. So pine trees aren't native to Australia, which is where the movie was filmed. So the sequence where uh, Celia runs into the night amid the pine trees was actually shot on a plantation where they're growing for future uh, Christmas trees. Oh. So if the sun if the sun was up, you would see that the pine trees are all planted in a neat little row. In a
1: neat little row. Amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So I, I I I'm glad you told good. me that this movie was set. Uh, was uh, yeah. not set filmed in australia because you, you were talking about australia earlier and i was like pretty sure the golden gate bridge is in san francisco san francisco yeah exactly pretty yeah.
0: It's, it... sure i don't have that wrong <laughs> it's all filmed but i mean there's a couple of sweeping shots as you see the golden gate bridge you no, see quite a lot yeah, of that's the, just me, the west coast that's just, of...
1: that's just me being an idiot going well yeah
0: just because there's lots of city shots of san francisco doesn't mean they filmed it there yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, even I mean, even like Ben, Ben, um, sorry, Lee Winnell basically recorded some of the vocals in London because the, the the actor who plays Adrian, I don't actually have the name of of him, I'll just get it up here. But the actor who played Adrian was uh, living in London at the time, and he needed some extra casting. It was Oliver Jackson Cohen. He was good. Apparently, it was supposed to be Army Hammer as well. Just fun fact. What well, the Invisible well. Man? Yeah, I thought it was going to be, be Johnny Depp. No, no, no. So, so when Leigh Whannell first wrote this, this oh, script that we're that we looking at, he was like, "Ah, it's Army Hammer," and I'm watching it, and I like, could have been anyone. Would... I don't Instead know, I it was... man. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I I liked the the parts. I also liked the brother as well. The yeah. um the brother who played because obviously there was the, there was the kind of fake out again. I'm gonna have to look. It's it a great up, that twist my... that. Michael Dorman who played do you know what's really funny about Michael Dorman is that he was supposed to be an uncomfortable character like I'm sure you felt this at no point were you really comfortable with him no. on screen, you were like what it are was you a bit, after it was a bit sweaty do you know what do you know what they did? So they deliberately <laughs> No, you're right. Mate, mate, you're bang on. Do you know what they did? They deliberately gave him some sweat marks in all the sequences. And they always gave him ill fitting suits. So if you watch back, yeah, all these suits I did are notice too small that. Yeah, I did or notice too weird that. looking in different ways. So, and the reason for that is because it's supposed to give you that uncomfortable. Apparently, Michael Dorman like loved that and he really bought into it and like oh, played any, along to it. Any that actor sort of stuff. would. Any actor yeah. would, I
1: think. That'd be so, that'd be really, really fun. But no, it was a really good fake out though i did Mm. i did enjoy it the fact that it turned out to be the brother and it kind of did make you question because one of the big points in this movie that elizabeth moss bit moss's character basically says oh cecilia her name is yeah
0: cecilia yeah c c do you like how she's called c because you can't see that was a deliberately done yeah that's kind of
1: ruined the movie for me uh (laughs) (laughs) unnecessary uh no, she basically said that's that's what she's that's what he's really good at. He's he's he makes you think that you're crazy, and oh, sorry, that was my spring. Keep going, keep no, going. Was you're not crazy, spring, Alex. There isn't just noises. Oh, I thought well, it sounded kind of like sounded like your guitar, but mm. I began I began to wonder, have the audience been manipulated? Because mm. I think the question started growing in my mind after in in like the final like 10 minutes of the movie yeah when those questions yeah. were really starting to be asked of was it actually adrian all along so, or was or was it the brother and you really want to double down with cecilia and go oh no yeah of course it was definitely adrian at one point yeah yeah or, or for for most if not all of it up until that last yeah. bit as she says but then you're like Oh, but how do I know that? How how do I know, yeah. how do I know it wasn't just the brother all along?
0: Yeah, all along exactly. Well, it, you know, it, but I guess I get when I first watched it, and I was rewatching it again. I was like, "Oh, it is Adrian, it is Adrian," and I forgot about that twist at the end when I rewatched yeah. it recently. And then I'm now thinking, no, it was it was the brother all along. So I don't really know where you're supposed to think. Um, having slept, having slept on it, because this was very much
1: a an unanswered question in my he- head when i went to sleep last night but having slept on it i do think it was i do think it was adrian because i think you know you know what was definitely well, well, years of torment and yeah, abuse years of torment and abuse and what definitely did happen was that whole conversation of him you know knowing that she was thinking about leaving and yeah. basically saying basically outlining the plot of the movie for her basically you'll never escape me i'll find you wherever you are i'll be standing right in front of you and you won't even see me and he's an optics person and the suit is literally in his garage downstairs yeah it was definitely him it was definitely him but and so when you lay it out like that you're like well yeah that's like really obvious but both you and i have just talked about the fact that the movie did a fantastic job of raising the question of going, oh, well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe
0: maybe we don't know that it was him. The maybe movie... I don't know what I think anymore. Well, the mo- you're, mate, you're bang on. Like, Leigh Whannell's also gone on record saying that the best thing that a director can do is he can use the audience's mind against them. Yeah, exactly. Now, I felt you know, manipulated. Now, now, do you know how he did that? So effectively, so effectively, and it was the cheapest thing in the world to do. Camera when angles. Yep. Yeah. when you're filming a room, just make sure that the corner of the room is in shot. Just make sure that when you're watching an interrogation sequence in the police cell, every so often you cut to just a random shot of the corner of the room. Yeah. Because you as the audience are going, well, he's there. He's there. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. How do you, like, you, you 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 call the film Invisible Man. You know that he can turn invisible. But even before, as you said, the house sequences, do you know what it was? It was paranormal activity for me. Yeah. Which raised my question that I have to you. See that first half of the movie? I was watching it again thinking, it watch this. And I challenge you to do this the next time you watch this and listeners do this. If you watch Invisible Man again, watch the first half of the movie. Specifically the first half. Obviously it gets a little bit techno after that. Yeah. Watch the first half of the movie thinking that Adrian has died, but it's a ghost movie. And it's his spirit that's haunting her. If you watch it again with that ilk, you're like, this is paranormal activity. Yeah. Like, things are moving around her. Things are, you know, people are being hit. There's someone in the house watching her. There's the breath behind her. Like, this could be a ghost yeah. movie. Now, the, the thing about the breath,
1: you knew it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. You, you 100% cameras, knew, yeah.
1: knew it was going to happen because, and I kind of think that this was a bit shonkily done. Was it the c g i think, CGI breath? yes, because she had c g i breath CGI it was breath, really, yeah. Yeah, really obvious was. she was standing there, and then suddenly it was like she was smoking a cigarette or something yeah. like that and and then I was just like, well no there's gonna there's gonna be a breath behind her,
0: yeah she's yeah, yeah, gonna be standing yeah. there
1: and then sure enough, it happened, and I feel like mm-hmm. the mo- moment was ruined for me. I feel like there were so many other moments that were just much more subtle because the first mm. because i think the first one there might have even been ones before this, but the first one i really noticed was when she was cooking breakfast mm. and he obviously took the knife
0: yeah yeah and it well, was, that was really one, quick. that was one that was supposed to do yeah that was yeah and
1: and yeah and it was re- and it was really really quick but the the camera wasn't pointing at it it was just a wide shot of the kitchen and everything that was going on in the kitchen and you were just expected to pick out the details from that shot and you it, it the camera wasn't directing you toward because it it could have done it, you know that the camera could have zoomed in on the cutting board and you could have seen the knife move by itself mm, and that mm. the camera could have walked you around all oh, that was happening but it, instead it forced you the audience member to watch the room and yeah look for things that were going on and i feel like the breath thing was the equivalent of the camera pointing at it and going yeah.
0: look at what's about to happen there's going to be no, breath behind." i completely, behind I it. completely so agree i kind of if think I that could, was a bit of naff well if i could give you if i could give you some more weight behind your argument that you're saying around the the, the knife sequence what what was interesting and layman again when we, he he says he uses the audience against themselves and how he did that was if you watched, if if you look at the timeline that knife sequence where the knife comes off the the counter the uh, the counter sorry calendar if when it comes off the counter that happens pretty early on in the first part of the movie in the whole house sequence of the movie and then After that sequence, there's a number of sequences where she walks around the house at night, turning the lights on, where she's kind of in her room. There's a number of sequences that happen after the fact, after that knife goes, where nothing does happen. But because you saw... The knife move in that first sequence. You, as an audience member, are automatically searching yeah, yeah, yeah. the rooms. You're searching for little things to happen. And Allen deliberately didn't put anything in after that because he wanted you to be on edge. He wanted you to be. He wanted you to go. Yeah, you're looking. You're looking. Because he knew that 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 second night where where Olivia Moss is going in, open, turning the lights on, nothing happens in that sequence. But he knew very well that the audience aren't watching her. She could be doing whatever she wants. She's just turning lights on, but you're, as an audience member, looking in all the corners of the room. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at everything. You're looking for just the tiniest detail. And I, even though I've seen this movie before, I'm still doing that.
1: Yeah, and I would 100% watch this movie again.
0: Oh, it's such a rewatchable movie. Yeah. Um. Now I want to talk a bit more about a couple of more tracks. Oh, now, please the track, do. He, the track. He's gone. It's just real, like. It just really embodies the sense of emotion, like the physical and uh, emotional abuse, and 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 it just kind of like starts her road to slowly moving out of her shell. You know, we have the kind of the, 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 the conversation of when she's going out to the mailbox, and she go and and a uh, brother-in-law kind of goes, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you just walked on the moon when he go, when she goes out to the mailbox, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's just she's so fragile and she's so delicate, and that's the sequence he's gone plays whilst her sister and brother-in-law are sat at the table. And she's explaining what he did to her. And they're asking, what did he do? And it's it's a really just, it's a delicate piece of music that just so gently accompanies, you know, really the, the kind of the first time she's addressing what has been happening and, and the absolute torment. Yeah, it and, has a
1: fragility about it. Oh it definitely God. has a fragility
0: about it. And it's, it's really it's, effective. And the other track that I want to talk around is, is again, it's just the way that the music is... I genuinely think the score for this film is has the same effect of minimalism as the film does for the horror sequences. Because as we said, he's gone. It's a really minimalist track. Not a huge amount of instruments are playing there, but it really just it's it's so it's so just like emotional and empathetic. Yeah. And then you're right, you said attack is just such an aggressive hard piece of music. Yeah. and the other one that I want to talk about is the madness element when we slowly start to turn the key on the madness element there's a there's a piece of music called Make it Rain. And that's where she reads the email, the email that she sent to her sister. And obviously she didn't send yeah. it. It was or the brother. But Make It Rain is kind of the... Almost Desi Ray sort of. Yeah, I, I was there's... listening to see if I could hear a Desi Ray in there. And I couldn't ident- directly identify it. But it was like madness.
1: Yeah, no, there, there's definitely a... There is definitely a musical theme in this soundtrack i think the best example of it is the track the suit oh yeah when when she goes in and then the you know it's the visual representation of this is what's happening in the movie this is the, the the horror mystery element uncovered like we know how he's doing it now he's got a fancy invisible suit and then that's when the score really starts to get more traditional there's that theme and it's very interesting what you said about how the orchestration is quite minimal and you were being mm. and you were talking specifically about that one scene mm. but i actually mm. think it's incredibly minimal throughout mm. the whole score yeah that's but what i, I mean think, sorry yeah, yeah but yeah. i think and i i think just the way that the instruments are used because i was listening to the soundtrack this morning and i was thinking that's all strings yes it's all i i would go so far as to say i think i heard like maybe a trumpet a lone trumpet at one point but almost everything was strings and electronics Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that i could hear and i just think that's so cool because as as a string player i just love hearing string ensembles
0: being used
1: in so many different types of ways to convey just the whole the whole spectrum of emotions.
0: It's brilliant. it's so timely you say the word spectrum and the strings because we talked about the high strings at the start during escape and I said there's an example later on in the film where you, they do the opposite of this and it's the spectrum springs is the track he's behind you so he's behind you is the sequence in the car park outside the, the sort oh of yeah, mental facility manic, that track. it is and and the or it's it's just after the sequence where that you know the fight sequence in the hallway I mean that was amazing yeah. um, but he's behind you uses it's like a double bass and a percussion in like a really sinister way and it's like a low Double bass or low cello yeah. that's being that's being played there, and I'm like, oh, this is a really rangy string scoring. And I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, and then they, they um, get and then they get distorted
1: in yes. like a really yes, yes, really really twisted, w- twisted way. And mm. there there was actually one sound world that came to mind actually with those really deep el- electronic booms. And it, yeah. again. It, it was dc extended universe hans, yeah, hans, exactly. hans zimmerland you know um you know you know in man of steel whenever the kryptonians show up with their like world engines or you know whatever mm, and mm. there's just a yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah yeah and i just thought that that was that was here as well obviously used in very very different ways but alex i've got a
0: question for do you. it ask me do you suffer from triphobia couldn't tell you about I did. Now, tryphobia is the fear of small holes or bumps in a in a cluster pattern. Because you said the word suit. Now cleverly, a lot of people do. A lot of people are have a fear. And I actually do too. You know, things think of things like pomegranates. You know when you cut up on a pomegranate it's all those little small holes and bumps? Or like think about like little holes in a skin or little like barnacles or things like that. Some people have a real fear of that really? stuff. And I you know, it's like, it's like, have you ever seen, um, oh God, I, I don't like think about, you know, like pictures Oh, I can't say it. like like maggots under the skin, or like perfect um, holes of like creatures. You know that you hear the stories of like spiders laying their nests in the skin, and like the holes coming up under the skin. Bell that hats, is a yeah. known, <laughs> Yo, mate, yeah, mate. But that is a known, but that is a known fear. Yeah, and cleverly. They made the decision not to go down the route of Hollow Man, which was the 1991 Kevin Bacon film, I think it was, which I really want to watch now. It was a really good horror movie with it's kind of the Invisible Man, but instead of it being like a suit or anything, he he has like a formula. It's like a biological thing that he injects into himself well, that, and that, that makes him turn well, invisible. Well, that's
1: the original lit- literary version of yes. the Invisible Man. It's like a it's like a potion
0: that went wrong or potion. something like that. It's a po- you're right. It's a potion. What do you think about the suit. What do you think about the the, op- the the turning it technical? Because obviously that plays into the score, plays into the wild music. Yeah. What did, What did you think about it? And and then the the second question to that is, what did you then think of it as the suit started to malfunction? How do you think that looked?
1: Well, I mean, I love the fact that they went down a kind of retelling kind of road, and they weren't you know married to the the classical monster of okay, you know, mad you know, he's got an invisibility potion and he accidentally falls into a vat of it and now yeah, he, and yeah, now yeah, he's completely yeah. invisible because, you know, that's kind of... That road's been trodden, hasn't it? Mm. And mm. I think the only way to make this horror movie effectively and make it an effective horror movie, sorry, is for us not to know initially how he did it. Now, unfortunately, mm. that was a little bit ruined for me when the movie came out because i did see all sorts of spoilery posts and things like that they were like uh yeah it's a it's a suit it's it's a suit with like cameras and stuff and it's just mm, cl- clever mm. and stuff like that and in, in many ways i feel, feel like even, even if i hadn't known that i would probably would have guessed it just mm. because it's you're told very early on that he's a optics yeah. tech expert and yeah. there's very and and there's very and there's a portion of his lab that she looks at in the first scene first where there's obviously supposed to be something there but there's nothing there so you Mm. know that's that's quite obvious in a a way but i don't i don't know whether that would have been so obvious to me had i not already been looking for an invisible suit but i did like the fact that they reinvented the character in concept definitely yeah what did you think of the glitching? Oh, yeah, the glitching. I mean, it was deeply uncomfortable because it added oh. another element of. Because in all the other previous scenes where he attacks her or does something and he's just completely invisible, mm. you're almost married to the fact that you're never going to see him. So, yeah. yeah, you're looking around. Yeah. Whereas when do, he do starts. Do you want to know how they did when when that? He, by when the he way. starts malfunctioning. I do, but when he starts yeah. malfunctioning. You you then have an added element of oh god I know he's about to pop up on the screen like right now yes whereas oh it was wonderful whereas before you knew that that wasn't going to happen it was going to be floating objects and you know grabbing by the throat ig- and no one knows yet. you know yeah. exactly like you know creepy creepy shit but you weren't going to have any any like you know sudden appearances of like really you know creepy suits because it, it did look really creepy.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I just loved it. The, gl- the glitching when I watched it again, I remember watching it in cinema. I'm like, that is an incredible effect. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't, the, the effect of the, the hallway fight sequence. Parts of his face were showing up. Parts of them weren't. I almost think that the invisible man was almost in control of when he kind of could show up and when he couldn't, and but at some points he, you know, he, he obviously couldn't. It, there was like weird gl- half of the face was coming apart and come. I thought it was great. I mean, even just like just doubling down on your points on the suit, I just thought it was magnificent. That first track where you see and you see all the wee cameras coming into focus. Yeah. I'm like, that's so like I me mean, as a technologist. I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah, it is cool. Like the con. I mean, obviously it's not. And again, it instantly explained Realistic. how it works yeah.
1: without having somebody in a lab. Because how shit would oh, it have it been? Perfect. How shit yeah. would it have been? Show sure don't tell. If, yeah, because I can totally imagine this scene existing and completely ruining the movie of her stealing that second suit and then just going into a lab in downtown San Francisco to this unnamed smart person. And, <em specjal metres underinsky> and and him going, oh, it looks like named smart th- person one. Yes, it looks like pushes glasses up up bridge of nose. That <laughs> that this is how he did it, and this is what and this this is what this suit is, and da 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 And then all of a sudden, he's actually in the room, and the scientist dies. Yeah, but but he served his purpose in the movie in that to tell us how it worked. How it worked, yeah. But he was. The director was able to explain all of that to us by literally having a close-up shot of the camera cameras going. it yeah, was brilliant. It
0: was so good. And then we we're so, just like,
1: oh, okay. We instantly know how it works.
0: So Leigh Whannell used his crew, um, used a combination of old school techniques and state of the art CGI wizardry to bring the Invisible Man to life. With some scenes requiring a fully green suited actor, and um, that could be painted. Uh, that would be painted out uh, later and then others. Sorry, I've just got a message coming through my Brilliant. The I was reading that halfway through. Sorry. I'll start again. With. I know, Jay. So I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just... Do you know what I'm... I'll just keep it in. He was using the green suit. Um... Uh, basically that that could be painted out later and achieved with with nothing than a simple bit of string, so basically using string um, and and effects, with saying that in the fight sequences, there was a real mixture of things, so he said they had Lizzie being pulled around on wires Um, they had a stunt person in a green suit, who then had to be digitally removed, but then they also in some of the scenes, they would use some really old school practical effects, like pulling doors closed with a piece of string, like a fishing wire, some prop guy would be hiding in a cabinet and they would pull the piece of wire or the the sort of fishing rod and the door would close or the cabinet would open and it made you realize how you do visual effects doesn't really matter. It's only the end result that actually matters. Yeah, 100%. And then there was the other element of this, which is where you would have a sequence where you would have like a corner of the room. So what they did was they actually used like a gimbal, like a a robotic camera rig that could be programmed to shoot each take with the exact same timing and movement. So this allowed them to capture both the take with the stuntman, and one clean take without the stuntman, so editors could merge the two shots perfectly together, and then digitally erase the stuntman after, which is so clever. That is so cool. It's like I'm a bit like, but that's, the, but in in a sense though, when you think about it, and like I don't know a huge amount about this sort of stuff, but what I do know is that that is like, if you if you just said to somebody, if you said to like. Anytime you see Photoshop, or anytime you know how you can digitally remove things? Yeah. The first question I always have is, well, how does the camera know what was behind? Yeah, exactly. If you're digitally removing an arm from someone, how does the camera image know what was behind it there? And so the obvious answer goes, well, you, if you had the exact same, exact same shot, exact same lighting, everything, and you had two of them next to each other and filmed it perfect sequences, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that's what they did. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome like that is just classic old school filming techniques just doing it oh mate this I've, i this film's an absolute delight everything it is, it from really inv- what you're watching and the behind the sequences and the character the, the, the people that are attached to it the actors this is a two thumbs up definitely. every day of the week definitely i'm the invisible man i'm the invisible man moving forward let's move you're you, you really getting into that move thing. That let's move is it's not a it's thing. It's not a thing. We, no, I mean you can do it, okay. but like I'll just shut you up. I will not say anything. No, just just don't do the move. What do you want to talk about first, mate? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have to. One division. One division, mate. We're gonna. Okay, so we're we're gonna do a full... I guess what we'll do is we'll do a run through of this episode, and then we'll do full a kind series of series review, a full baby. series review. Yeah, we'll we'll we've got. So I've got quite a few notes. I'm sure you've got some notes. Um, start us off, mate. Well, action packed finale.
1: Mm. Action packed finale. I thought it was great. I thought it was really really good. I really enjoyed just the whole series. Hmm. I enjoyed getting more of a deep dive into kind of, you know, B characters mm, mm. and having this series be like a representation of like a character's kind of grief and emotions, gr- yeah, yeah, which yeah. was, you know, basically Wanda's whole, whole thing. It's, it's, a, it's an odd one because looking back on the whole thing, I can very much see the structure and the direction of the whole series for for what for what it is. Yeah. I don't know if I you mean, got I mean, that sense in the last No, episode. definitely
0: I mean no, you're right. I, I think I think as well to give you credit and kudos, you said the last the last episode is gonna be the fight. Yeah. And um I know I think like flippantly I was like, no, it's not gonna be, but obviously we all knew it was gonna be the fight, but you were bang on because literally the episode is two seconds in and then they just start fighting you know it just it's it's that's that's what this episode very much had that kind of almost like uh end game sort of cold open start like it just started and they were still the, the conversation just continued where they last left off and then it just straight into powers and there was a lot of red and a lot of uh purple energy and you know witchcraft being thrown at each other and i thought agatha harkness looked quite good the whole yeah, witch no she outfit. did she went quite she clever. went
1: uh full witch like her face was all like up to the mm. nines and mm. uh, it, it was really 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 effective and mm. i did kind of think that i really really appreciated from From a production standpoint, that they were really giving it the Marvel treatment. Yeah, no, they were were really giving it the business, like you know, two two visions fighting each other, flying around, doing all all of their things. And I'm like, that can't have been easy. That can't have been easy to do. Or cheap, or cheap, exactly. And I I would say it looked as good as the movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really did, did. and it 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 really just felt like you were watching one of the marvel cinematic universe movies and i think the more i think we're going to see a lot more of that
0: was the story in the last episode was it did it conclude for you did all of the different lines and plot points and stuff have a natural conclusion for you well i
1: think based on what we ended up getting yes yeah yeah. but based on where i thought it was going to go when i was watching yes. it yes maybe not but then yeah. i really yeah. had to stop myself from from guessing where things was going yes th- me too where things were going because i suspected that i would almost definitely be wrong and Mate, i probably so right. and i probably yeah. wouldn't appreciate it because at the end of the day this was not only like a big wanda character study but in the larger cinematic universe, it was an origin story for the Scarlet Witch. Yep. the full, the full, full Scarlet Witch, which she, she obviously becomes. She looks at the great end. as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic.
0: Uh, I like that suit.
1: Yeah, no, good suit. Quite phoenixy. It was quite phoenix-y, Yeah, it was quite yeah. phoenixy, and there was a lot of other parallels that I was. Evan Peters potentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But right. Are we skip? Can we skip ahead to the post credit sequence?
0: Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, we can go right. there and come back. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So because it kind of links into my point, the post credit sequence is Wanda in a cabin, probably somewhere in Canada. Looks quite mm. Rockies,
0: mm-hmm. Canadian
1: Rockies. Having a cup of tea, and going back into the house. But in the back room, there's Scarlet Witch reading Dun 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 the Darkhold right. Doing, doing some magic shit. It's
0: astral projection. Absolutely. Very much like Doctor Strange. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But... Was that your point? Well, no, but...
1: <laughs> it, where, where I start to get a little bit annoyed is... I'm starting to see Scarlet Witch and Phoenix from the X-Men, Jean Grey, as kind of being exactly the same person. Mm. Because they did this they did this origins arc of scarlet witch where she they're not actually her powers she was kind of bestowed them by this kind of like cosmic thing like you saw Mm. you saw the silhouette of the scarlet witch kind of come to her when she interacted with the mind stone in that flashback Mm. Mm. in the Mm. hydra base and you know agatha basically said you've got no idea what you've unleashed and what you've kind of let loose and stuff like that sure. and it really kind of brings across that kind of split personality extra that you know the powers are a kind of personality of their own in exactly the same way that's the problem with gene gray and phoenix and stuff and i, and I just yeah. kind of sit there and going i've kind of seen this before i don't hate mm, it because mm. these movies
0: it's done properly
1: though. I, well exactly uh, because this is bet this is better than Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, and this is better than you know the X Men, but that shouldn't that shouldn't be an excuse for just doing the same shit. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah, I think, and I that think kind that's of ruined f- it for me because I liked I liked Scarlet Witch, uh, much earlier than that. Yeah, I really really liked yeah. her, and I think this kind of reveal of what idea they've put in my head of oh she's basically just jean gray has kind of
0: spoiled the character a little bit for me yeah i'll i'm gonna do a sweeping statement go on i do love those i don't think this was a particularly satisfying conclusion to wandavision okay this episode um majority of that is as you've already said is i let my assumptions of what it should be get the better of me and I think this is this is a common occurrence. I don't think this this episode or this this conclusion is going to be particularly well received by the fans. Um, I actually had a chance to read quite a few reviews, and I think a lot of fans are kind of going, "Hey, you know, this didn't happen, or this didn't happen." And obviously, there's that. There's there's two aspects of it. There's the I thought this was going to happen. I thought we were going to get this, because in a sense, right? Let, let's look at the fact we were being teased a big cameo. Like we were being teased that throughout this. Like that's what the production team, that's what everyone was saying was going to happen. Even, um, oh, what's his, it uh, plays Vision. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Even Paul Bettany was saying, Oh I I've, I've got an opportunity to work with a character that I've really loved to work with in the last episodes and and you know it's the the, the, the chemistry is fantastic I've never had a chance to work with this oh, person. He was before. trolling. It was He himself. was tro- <laughs> he was he was totally trolling. It was himself. It was and I, and I think that's that's I really that's so, funny. I think it's funny, but then you also include that with the whole uh Quicksilver Evan Peters fake Pietro, fake out thing and I'm like now that we know that that could have just been anyone that was just for the fans. And I think, for an extent, I'm like, don't think that's going to go down hugely well. Yeah. I think with some of the diehard to fans. To play devil's advocate to that, to play devil's advocate to that,
1: I think that's them saying, careful. Yeah. We can actually do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. We, we're the storytellers here. Don't Not get you. too ahead of yourselves.
0: Yeah, Stop potentially. It yeah i think Cause so i'm because
1: you know i've I've gone on this rant so much on this podcast to do with the dc extended universe mm. uh crimes of gay wizard hitler mm, um mm. to name a few other franchises mm. and
0: that was the fantastic beast oh yes absolutely alex just didn't have a moment of homophobia and <laughs> anything that was <laughs> Was that a homophobic title? I no, don't know. it wasn't. That was it was a literal description not. of the character. It's a literal description. Yeah, he he does it like a gay wizard Hitler. But just, just for clearing no, that because we, we, we know that joke, okay, we you know we know that didn't. joke. Maybe did Okay, absolutely. Finally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but fans fans have owner, ownership, mm. right? It's it's that it's that idea. It's, it's that mm. idea, and studios want fans to be invested in things because it will keep them coming back. Mm-hmm. So th- this is a fact. However, I've always been a proponent of the makers are the storytellers. Like the directors are and writers are the storytellers. That the fans fans don't know what they want. I'm yeah. sorry, they just don't. What I want is to be surprised. Yeah. What? Yeah. What I want because if I go in. With a certain expectation because I've I I've done so much research into the backstory of all these characters and I've grown up with them for my whole life and I know exactly what they would do and I know exactly what I feel like they should do and oh my god wouldn't it be so epic if they took storylines from these from these comic big comic arcs and it wouldn't be fantastic if we did that but if it actually happened on screen would that be as satisfying? Mm. as having my expectations subverted and just going in a completely different direction and them just telling a good story for what's happening in that moment. I w- I want that experience when I'm watching things. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Mm. And I know not everyone and I know not everyone's the same because I know a lot of people like to accurately predict
0: things. Mm. Well, I think it's there's an element of the accurate prediction. I think a lot of people feel a little bit like we didn't get what we thought we were going to get, and I, I think, I mean, even just even just if you look at the reviews for this, the fans' reviews, as we're talking, about, not the real reviews. There's a lot of people going, "What we, you know, we didn't get this. What happened to Evan Peters? What happened to this? We didn't get this." And I, we talked a little bit about Spider Man. Uh, what's the new one called? No Way Home. Oh yeah, No Way Home. I think that that movie, there could be a very, the, the last episode of WandaVision and that movie could be very similar. Right. Unfortunately, in the sense that everyone now has their, we talked about this last week, everyone now knows that their Alfred Molinis and their Jamie Foxes and their Toby Maguire are going to be in this movie. So when they don't get it, when it's not what they wanted, they're going to be angry. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is, is unlike Rise of Skywalker, or any of these movies that were just bad movies. Yeah. These this WandaVision was an amazing TV it was series. Great. And and the new Spider-Man, I can say categorically now it's going to be ama- an amazing film. It's going to be a really good film. I've for I've, the people that I, are I've to learned
1: it. I've learned my lesson, I'm afraid mate. I'm not calling <laughs> anything good until I've seen it.
0: I think it's going to be a good film. But but let's just use what we have now, WandaVision, right? We have what we have is an amazing closed series. TV show, which, as you say, is a character study of a B character. Now, if you remove all of the fan expectations from that, if you remove all of the, I think it's going to be the size, if you watch this again, I guarantee you re-watching this series from start to finish will be a 10 times more enjoyable yeah than the first time you watched it because you know the scope you know where it's going to end you know that it's not going to be this amazing thing where all the Avengers show up at the end you know that it's a self-contained grief-centered story And when you know that, you will enjoy this much more. Definitely. So it's there's two sides to this argument. Because frankly, Um, I didn't, I didn't,
1: I didn't know that there was a big cameo being teased for the for the last episode. I I had literally mm. no idea. I don't spend any time saying that for a while. I don't have any time. I don't spend any
0: time on Twitter.
1: I Mm. don't do Mm. massive amounts of deep dives into you know we got this covered.com i tried to stay mm, off no, that
0: no we got this is a piece of shit
1: yeah but that that's the kind of yeah, yeah but that's the kind of stuff that gets on gets onto that website that's yeah, exactly yeah, the kind yeah. of thing that they that they report on
0: so no, this was for this me, was covered by the people this was covered by like paul Bettany and stuff and 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 um uh, Feige and stuff like this regar-
1: regardless of how like legitimate those things were me personally as a viewer was not aware that there was supposed to be a cameo at the end of and Mm, you mm. know i so now i'm judging it not on that external thing i'm just judging it on what i saw and from what i saw i really really enjoyed it it was a great it was a great final chapter yeah it was just a fight scene but i knew it was just i knew it was just going to be a fight scene because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because the episode before was the the explanation you had seven episodes of really really good mysterious build-up with the structure of like you know the different eras of
0: Mm, sitcom mm, television
1: mm. which was a really really great great yeah it was great yeah looking great kind of trope. and so you had seven episodes of that then you had the explanation dump and then Mm -hmm. you have the fight scene Mm -hmm. and i saw that plain as day from from episode eight so i so i knew okay so it's all explained now now vision just has to beat up new vision and now wanda has to outwitch the other witch that
0: that's all that's going to happen and it's going to be great and that's all i expect to happen what did you think on the vision piece because obviously that's not quite what happened what happened was old vision gave new vision all of his memories like it was 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 quite funny it was
1: quite funny because old vision was Basically, forced New Vision to have an existential crisis by <laughs> by by um asking the philosophical question about um is it Theseus's ship or Perseus? Is it Theseus? Oh, yeah, yeah, is it yeah, Theseus yeah. or Perseus? Yeah, she sure, will say Theseus. I don't know. One of the Greeks yeah
0: well, it, well I, I like this to think of this more as in Only Fools and Horses with Trigger's brush in that Trigger received from the local council an award because he'd used the same brush 13 years yeah. and saving the council money but actually when he released it to the, when he spoke to Delboy and the rest of the team in the Nag's Ed he proclaimed that actually that brush had used 7 different handles and 14 different heads yeah exactly <laughs> no 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 it's a great no but that that comes from an, an old I didn't realise about the whole Perseus or
1: Theseus's ship thing the one that i had heard was is a brush the same brush if you replace both the handle and and the brush Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is it the Mm -hmm. same is it the same brush it isn't it is an interesting question it is a very Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. question but it was just really funny to see both of these superhuman robot artificial intelligences just circling each other in mid-air in a library going just asking themselves philosophical questions and i thought this is quite silly it works yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah, it's quite yeah. silly though let's, let, let's all look let's all look at this
0: for what it is it's quite silly mm-hmm. <laughs> um did we get any of our predictions right i mean you the rabbit um yeah i, I was wrong yeah. <laughs> i was wrong i was wrong the about rabbit them. is someone there's no way that rabbit <laughs> isn't significant
1: i was like right, okay I fair
0: that, enough that the rabbit. <laughs> um, alex someone's a scroll someone's definitely a scroll someone uh, yeah but who yeah, no, you're a hundred percent
1: right. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, mate. I called it. I'll be honest, mate. That was I, I saw was that. The only thing I called. I saw that in the mid-credit sequence and in the scroll thing. And you're gonna have to do a job to convince me that you didn't luck out on that.
0: Uh I I think it was I think it was just like it was a it was a grasping of straws. It was there's a chance someone's a scroll because we have the Monica Well, because we had the Monica Rambo piece, the Marie Rambo piece, Monica Rambo, um, and and I think it was the fact that she clearly when she got her powers, I'm like, those are kind of Captain Marvel esque powers. And I know that they're gonna try and tie this back into Secret Invasion or Captain Marvel 2. And I think specifically Secret Invasion will be Monica Rambo's uh, story. Yeah. So I was like, I wouldn't be s- completely surprised if we've already set up the fact that there are Skrulls in this universe. If one of these army people or one of these police or FBI are Skrulls, like keeping tabs on her, right? Um, because her mum's asked her to do it. So I think it was an educated guess. I don't yeah, think it was yeah, a yeah, complete yeah. shot in the dark. Yeah. But um but yeah i mean for it to come off it was like if if it even if it didn't it would have been fine um but i yeah i thought it was quite good yeah no absolutely i mean yeah i mean i think we're going to have to wait a while
1: for the payoff yeah of that of that mid-credits sequence oh yeah yeah and yeah actually yeah, yeah, And one, actually yeah. the post-credit sequence as well i'm not really sure what the next thing we're going to see scarlet witch in is
0: it'll be doctor strange 2 will it though it will be yeah so she's 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 casted uh, for it that's
1: confirmed I mean, agatha did make a big point of saying the scarlet witch is more powerful than the Sorceress. sorcerer, Supreme. sorcerer Supreme, that, that was that, that too, was kind yeah. of shoehorned in that it line, was and shoe-horned I was, like, in. was there a reason that was there was yeah it, i thought that too. Was, I thought was there a exactly reason the that, that the dark hold is is great cosmic power but by the way, she's more powerful than the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. take notes of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Like, right. Okay, cool.
0: Noted. Oh, oh, can I can I can I say something else that I thought was absolutely terrible and I think is a terrible thing in this. Oh yeah, go on. Um Darcy, <laughs> I cannot stand her. Even when she I does hate even her even when she does Absolutely nothing. She drove from... the car into the other car, and her only dialogue was, "Enjoy prison. I fucking hate Enjoy her. Enjoy prison." I
1: hate and then, her. and then you can, kind of, oh. and then you kind of hate her when she's not even on screen, and somebody relays one of her lines and goes, why isn't she here? And go, oh, because debriefs her for the week or something like that she's not even there to deliver the line she's the (laughs) worst character she's
0: such a shite character i fucking hate her you're not the only one i've I've talked to so many people who dislike that character it's it's and it's almost it's the cat dennings i think it's cat dennings more i don't like cat dennings she just is like that she's i am just the best don't come near fuck off i can't stand her (laughs) cannot (laughs) and you know the frustrating thing is when you put her next to monica rambo who is an amazing character really like we haven't seen a huge amount of her but i want more of her i want her in every sequence she's she like she's clearly smarter even though darcy darcy's supposed to be an intelligent i'm actually a really intelligent character and i've got a doctor fucking hate that that whole like it's just like it's not it's 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 just over the top there's no modesty or anything i fucking hate it yeah like and then you, obviously you've got Agatha and like the female characters in this were amazing. Yeah. And then there's Darcy <laughs> which yeah. like, like oh, so frustrating. Yeah. I couldn't stand. Yeah, it. I don't know.
1: I mean, I feel like Agatha needed a bit more time before I, she well, became I think we will get more before she became a one-dimensional villain.
0: Because mm.
1: genuinely, she got like a scene of backstory where she was a witch back in yonder times. Salem, yeah. But... Her character motivation is always just to be, just to accumulate power for no other reason than to just accumulate power. And I and I don't feel like there were there was any sort of character development as to why she wants that or anything like that. So maybe that was a bit, uh, maybe that was not done as well as it could have could have been. But
0: she, but but she, but you still, I enjoyed her when she was on screen. Like I did. That's what I'm saying. Where there was a difference between her her, but but I I I also like the idea that they. Because they haven't really, s- they didn't f- finish her off. I mean, we're going to see her again, aren't we? We are going to see her again.
1: Well, she's There's stuck no in a little t- town.
0: But we're going to see her again, though, aren't we?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, again, like I said earlier, probably not for a while. Probably not for a good long while. But then we're going to see her again, maybe.
0: That Catherine might take a while. It's not Catherine Han. It's, um, it looks like Catherine Han, but it's not Catherine Han. Who is it, it that plays Agatha? Is it not Catherine Han? Is it Catherine Han? It is bloody Catherine yeah. Han. I was getting her mixed up with who's the one that plays Kevin's mum in Home Alone. Oh, I've got no idea. They are very similar.
1: <laughs> Not sure. I'm
0: going to do this now. She's in Shit's Creek as well. Oh, fair enough. It's... Oh, it's the tip of my tongue. I never really got into Shit's Creek. Catherine O'Hara. That's why! Right! Catherine Han and Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> right. They look quite similar to each other, I think maybe 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 they don't maybe not maybe they don't maybe that it's just maybe, the Catherine's and the o'haras and the hands maybe 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 it's that that's but why maybe, i'm getting them confused but also oh, here maybe yeah
1: it's finally the end of our segment of One Division. are we gonna finish it off are we I feel, I feel like it i mean that's it i mean we're very much looking forward to falcon and winter soldier but we've spent the last well nine weeks yeah, uh, doing rather deep dives into Wandavision.
0: Mm. As a series, I thought it was banging. Yeah. I thought it was really great. Really I thought, I on. thought, I think, as I said, watching this again will be a pleasure. I. I'm really happy with what it's done in setting up some of the characters. Where did White Vision go? We're never gonna. Where did he fly off to? He just flew off. Well, gonna... I, I really just think
1: he's going to be the vehicle to bring Vision, Paul back, Bettany, Vision back, Vision yeah. back, and they really set that up because they they said, "Oh, you know, we this is not this is the second time we've said goodbye." Mm. So logic dictates we're going to say hello again. I think that's a, mm. it's
0: a lovely sentiment. It was a lovely scene mm. to happen at the end there do you like it did you like the little callback where he put the hand on the mind stone and then he went not gonna get me for that again oh yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah. that was quite a little yeah. fan a thanos cool. callback and um, you touched on falcon and winter soldier yeah. i guess moving forward do we want to just say a little bit of that and well the very got...
1: definition of of moving forward we are moving forward
0: to falcon and winter soldier two weeks is it that's right so it kicks off on the 19th of march now what what lessons have we learnt, Alex, from these Marvel TV series? We're no longer in Marvel movies. We're taking the A-list celebrities and characters from our films and we're putting them into TV series. What lessons have we learned Well, for from
1: a start, for a start, these are still B characters. When, when these are still when Winter Soldier and Falcon are B superheroes. They are
0: okay. Well, either A I, A I, A-class actors though. I mean, Anthony Mackey and and your. And your Elizabeth Olsons and your Paul Bettany's, like they're your, they're a they don't. Well, yeah, but
1: that's because Marvel just a stellar Make casting. Them that way. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Do you, Sebastian Stan. But do you, I, I guess, kicking what I'm trying to say with the whole lessons learned is what I have learned is. These TV series are self-contained TV series. Yep. Don't assume there's going to be cameos every couple of minutes. No, and it's I don't. Want their there stories, to be. their self. I know, but I think that that's something that the fans needed to learn. Yeah, and I think they will need to learn it moving forward yeah. because we we were so spoiled with Endgame and we were so spoiled with yeah. all the kind of mid Look, post-credit sequences. Imagine,
1: can you imagine a world? Ten series from now, ten different individual series from now. And then a big tentpole movie comes along where you have to have seen all of that. Otherwise, it makes no sense. It'd be rubbish.
0: Mm, It'd be atrocious.
1: Mm. It'd be so, mm. so bad, apart from like the three people who have I mean, so many people will, will have watched all of it. But, mm, mm. you know, I've still talked to people who have just seen Infinity War and Endgame or just Endgame and gone, Jesus, fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously
1: they're missing so much, but it's still like enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. You you can require viewing of TV series in order to progress a story in in the cinema. You just can't.
0: Mm, mm, absolutely. Well, I I I for one, I'm really looking forward to it. I think as a self-contained story, I think the characters are going to be going to be great. I think it's going to take a lot of vibes from Civil War and from Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, and i think it's going to be a really really interesting tv show i cannot wait yeah. for more baron zemo i think as a character he was brilliant yeah. i thought he was such uh, a nemo sorry was it zemo, zemo, baron yeah. zemo, wasn't it? i thought he was a brilliant character yeah and so good the more we get of the more we get of uh, daniel brule yeah the better you just know you just know
1: that after every episode of falcon and winter soldier disney plus is going to tell you to watch civil war
0: yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah well. they will. Or, or Winter Soldier and then Civil War. Yeah, in the same way they did with Ultron. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. amazing. And then after that we got Loki. And after that we got Loki. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll cover that. God, we've got. Well. So you say we're stopping our Wonder Vision segment, but in a couple of weeks it's just going to be Falcon yeah, Winter Soldier. Go for, so next week, ne- next episode, there's going to be no Marvel. No Marvel, we promise there's gonna be no there's Marvel going to be be moving no forward. Marvel next week. Unless a trailer or something drops for the new Spider Man in which Possibly. because there will be Marvel. Yes, which probably is quite likely <laughs> yeah, to be honest maybe. in the yeah. next couple of weeks, potentially something yeah. of that sort of so, silly. Uh, anything else moving forward? I mean, we got Raya the Last Dragon. Yeah, I'm really keen to watch it.
1: Although I'm I'm putting my foot down and I'm keen to watch it when it when it joins in <laughs> with the active Disney Plus subscription. Yes, On yeah. this occasion, I'm not doing premier access.
0: No, just because you, you did Milan, didn't you? Yeah, we uh, did Milan. Were well, you split, burned? Split that to
1: my split, split that with my sisters. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, what what was I burned with the experience of doing Premier Access? No, I mean, I I dipped my
0: toe in it. It's fine. We liked we liked uh, Wonder Woman. I enjoyed that Premier yeah, Access. Yeah. I mean, even though the movie wasn't overly great, I I thought that was a great. I I didn't feel like I wasted my money. No. So I, I do think there is something with this Premier Access. I guess *Raya the Last Dragon*. It's not you know Wonder Woman probably would have made a lot more money because people recognize the character yeah. and they recognize the story and yeah, stuff yeah. whereas this is a totally new story do you know i mean do you know much about this story it's no not i don't a, it's uh, not a pixar is it no
1: it's, it's uh disney anime i mean al- yeah it's the, the lines are blurred with mm. disney animation because al- obviously it's none of its hand drawn properly anymore mm. it, it, they went through a funny period where you know, like Big Hero 6 and Zoo- yes, and Zootropolis, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind yep, of time yep, yep. where everything looked kind of Pixar because Disney animation studios were using computer animation, which was sure. Pixar's MO, just because it's, you know, th- that's the way forward, it's the future. Sure. Whereas now they've kind of They've they've kind of done a balancing act where they're using computer animation to make it look in a hand drawn style, which I really 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 appreciate because I remember mm. being really annoyed that there were things that looked like Pixar movies that weren't Pixar movies, and uh, because they just weren't they just weren't as good movies. But art style, they look kind of like Pixar movies, and it kind of upset me a little bit. So I'm I'm glad that there's a distinction. But Ryan the Last Dragon is definitely not a Pixar movie. It's a it's a disney animation
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough well yeah i'm looking. Le- i'm, I'm looking le- to it but it will be
1: june <laughs> yeah it will it will i wouldn't say no to covering it on the podcast to be honest because there's always no, some, we, there's we always some great should. music and songs in disney animations
0: yeah we de- we definitely definitely should next week yeah what are we gonna do? Mm. Because I've brought I've brought back up the music original score, the, oh, the, the shortlist short of the shortlist short of the has nominations. That, has, has that has that been shortened at any point in time? Uh, not since that list, I don't think. Because one that is on there that it might be worth us covering is Milan. Did we not actually or, actually do Milan though? I don't think we've actually done Milan. Or do we do Mank? Or do we do the Midnight Sky? Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Should we decide off air? I think we should this week, yeah. Okay, Let's it's going to be one of those, or maybe another one. Yeah, or maybe something or not maybe on the list. Blizzard of Souls, maybe. Ammonite? No idea what Ammonite is. No idea. Oh, or do we go down the route of one of the original songs? Minari. We could do Minari. Where's no, oh, sure. Minari? Ooh, Interesting. Or we could go back to the email because we do have the yeah, they do, are piled do, up. We, we do, the, have, that, we do <laughs> have that as well. We're just ignoring no, think, them. We're not ignoring your emails, Alex. What do they have to do now? They've got to get themselves onto
1: the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Mm-hmm. Give us a cheeky little five star rating and an even cheekier review if you wish. If you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us what your favorite movie is. You can tell us what your favorite movie soundtrack is. We love to hear any and all of it you can also find us on spotify and lots Mm. and lots of other places where you like to listen to podcasts do you want to get into touch with the show more directly do you want to have another shot at that one Uh, because you want to say do you want to get into touch do you want to get into touch it's the lack of rugby it's really oh i said it it i said it i said the uh, word rugby no
0: Shit, yeah, I, I, I do. We didn't talk much about the rugby. Next weekend, we'll do a, yeah, we'll a, do. a Six Nations deep dive yeah, for all those that because missed because everyone cares. <laughs> because I know everyone cares. Because everyone cares. Uh, <laughs> the, the lack of Scotland game, man. about... Uh, oh, try, what about that England Wales? What about the red card? And uh, not the red card. The the the, the tries in the England Wales. What about game? the kickings
1: of the balls and the oh. and the oofing and the ooing and the chariots? And was red, all but, that. I
0: I can't believe. Last week on the episode of Six Nations, I felt sorry for Owen Farrell. I can't believe I did that.
1: Yeah, that's I'm a thing. I'm
0: re-watching it and we're watching back the interviews I'm also putting afterwards. my foot
1: down and we're not getting into this conversation.
0: Okay. <laughs> There's an we, email We do. Which is yeah,
1: in, it, yeah, we have an email motions,
0: address. <laughs> motionspod at gmail.com. But I did feel sorry no, for him. No, stop it. He showed, stop it. Did you see Shona McLaughlin's interview? Oh, it was rough. And we, you can also find us on the Gram. We have an Instagram there where we post photos and conversation starters. So please feel free to comment. And we also want to thank our lovely graphic designer, don't we, Alex? Yeah, KTC Graphic Design did the
1: logo, the new mm-hmm. logo. It's lovely, mm-hmm. bright, and colorful. She also does really, really nice prints of quotes from your favorite movies and Mm, other things like friends quotes she's got like mini prints of uh, lots and lots of quotes from all the friends characters and Ah, uh, Leslie Knope from from Parks
0: and Recreation and things like that and uh, they've been very very popular so go check it out fantastic and the links are all below but that is everything from us thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you again next week until then bye now All right, guys ta ta I'm the Invisible Man I'm the Invisible Man